Welcome to Career Buzz, the unique radio conversation that empowers lives, enriches careers, and energizes organizations. I'm Mark Franklin, practice leader of a team of professional career counselors at CareerCycles.com and co-founder of One Life Tools. I'm pleased to be your host on Career Buzz. From actors to writers and from grips to graphic designers, work in the entertainment sector already has a lot of variability, which affects careers lives, lifestyle, and even mental health. In 2023, due to a U.S. actor's strike and writer's strike, many people in film and TV in both the U.S. and Canada found themselves in a work famine, resulting in a serious reduction in income. With all these ups and downs, how can film and TV professionals stay resilient in their careers? In partnership with the AFC, the lifeline for Canada's entertainment industry, Career Cycles is pleased to host this special series of Career Buzz featuring success stories of entertainment community professionals who found alternative income generating activities. In this episode of Career Buzz, in partnership with the AFC, we hear from Tony Napo, who's been painting houses longer than he's been an actor, and says they're both a craft, giving someone a quote, is just like an audition, he says. Show up, do a good job, and be a good person to work with. You'll hear Tony in the second part of today's show. But first, Birgitta Solom is an actor and also works as a coach and facilitator. Her work focuses on professional development and leadership, communication, presentation, and media training. Here's my interview with Birgitta Solom. Okay, Birgitta Solem, welcome to Career Buzz. Thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So can you tell us what do you like about your career these days? Ah, what do I like about my career? Um, <laughs> I, it's still, even after all of these years of working as an actor, I'm still surprised. I still get new opportunities to do things. Um, and uh I guess having worked for as long as I have, I have a lot of friends who've also done very well and and watching them and getting opportunities to work with them. So um, as challenging as it is right now, there's still lots of opportunities for things. So you can switch back and forth between uh, my husband and I have a a production company. So, you know, we produce plays. So doing that and um, sometimes doing audiobooks. Uh, I've had the same agent for, over 20 years and I still get great auditions for things and I still get to shoot things every now and again. So, um, so it's still, um, and as I get older and more experienced, I still feel like I'm becoming a better artist and better performer. So I'm actually still getting more and more interesting opportunities to do interesting, fun work. Yeah. And it sounds like you're wearing multiple hats. Like you've got acting yes. i know you have another consulting mm-hmm. side gig and then there's the other work you're yeah. doing so can you say what are all the different hats you wear or the different things you're doing in your career um first of all i think all actors wear multiple hats um so there's uh, there's voice work and tv work and commercial work and theater work and, and and workshops and industrials all sorts of different things so uh so there's all of those things on the one side that are always kind of different permutations and variations of those um a long time ago i did some uh teaching i used to run a theater camp when i was in my early 20s for kids and i always loved teaching 
but I didn't want to go to school and become a full-time teacher because that meant I wasn't going to be able to be an actor anymore. So there was always this sort of full tug and pull between the two different worlds. Um, so when I started doing the coaching work that I do now, um, it was really fulfilling that desire to teach and to help people and to help them find their stories and to help them be more confident talking in front of an audience. Um, so I've been doing the consulting for a few years with a very dear friend of mine. Um, and that was something that I always liked and was always kind of looking for that opportunity. Um, yeah. So when you're doing that, can you say a little bit about what mm -hmm. that work is and what skills in particular you draw on to be successful, some of which may have come from your acting career? So what can you say a little bit about what that work is and what skills you use to be successful? Um. I guess for me, like the, the way I, the way I figured out how to do this, and I don't know if I'm exactly answering your question, but um, why did I become an actor in the first place? What is it about acting that that made me want to wake up every morning and do it and choose that as my career? Um, so what I wanted to do is find the things about that that I love and I need in my life and see if I can transfer them to something else. So when I'm doing my coaching I'm helping people find their voice which is something that I always enjoyed about theater and tv and film uh it's you know, they're telling stories so that's that's basically what I what I enjoy about it um and, and there are a lot of uh things that we take for granted as actors you know we spend years doing spinal roles and and vocal work and uh you know doing warm-ups uh, and those things actually uh, are useful for other people, not just people standing on a stage or standing in front of a camera, but they're useful skills for people to have when they're um, in a conference or when they suddenly have a new team of people that they have to manage or they have to be clear about what their messaging is or they have to have a difficult conversation with someone at work or they have to find a way to not be hijacked whenever they are trying to run a meeting. You know, all of these things are um, are helpful skills for other people to have nice and who, so who are the clients so uh, when, when it's you, not my when you're working and doing that coaching work who are the clients yeah um i can't really say who they are so no, but just uh, the, like the type they're, of they're people, people who aren't... The, the kinds of people yeah, sure. there are people who work in yeah there are people who work in it there are people who work in the financial district there are people who um are uh, up and coming young people who um, are suddenly finding themselves in a situation where they have to uh, manage a team of people. Um, they're they're all different walks, all different kinds of people. And that's what's really interesting about it is that we all need to be able to communicate clearly and practically. Right on. So what happened in your acting career that yeah. led you to develop this alternative work an alternative source of income? I think, um, and I, I started to talk about this a little bit and didn't get into it, but I, I needed to ask myself a very ser serious question that I think all actors have to do. Why am I doing this? So what I decided for myself is that what was most important as an actor was to uh, tell a good story, move people through laughter and tears and pay my mortgage. So if any job I was offered could do those three things, I would take it. Um, 
So I, I think what I needed to do was I had to really zoom into myself and find out why I do what I do. Once you can answer that question, then you can zoom out and figure out how, because those three things can be fulfilled in a multitude of different ways. So for me, uh, doing the coaching and working with people actually fulfilled those three requirements without having to be on a stage or, or be in a TV show. At the end of the day, when I turn off my computer after I talk to someone, I feel like, oh, I've helped them find clarity in their own journey that they're on. Oh, I and and we had a good laugh, or you know, they they understood something more about themselves that they didn't before. And uh, oh, and I'm getting a paycheck for it. So it kind of you know it would fulfill those three things. And um, so I didn't decide. I mean, I know there's some people who said I'm going to start this kind of business and do this. I just knew that this was the kind of work I liked. And had, you know, an open mind and an open heart about finding it, you know, so talking to people when someone mentions they're doing that kind of work, finding out how they do it. And then sort of any little window of, of opportunity that that was there, I would like run over and open the window up. Gotcha. So that's, so that's what I did. You and I are speaking now in the middle of this work stoppage because of the strikes in the U.S. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of people are wondering now, what can I do to earn more money? And was it was it a money thing? Like, you know, the third thing that you said about the three criteria was to pay your mortgage. So there was a money yeah. component to it. Um, yeah. You know, now people are are really asking themselves, what 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 else can I do, or what are my transferable skills? Was it a financial need that triggered this earlier, or did you just say to yourself, "Hey, I, I these are the three things that are important to me, and I'm just going to nurture this in a variety of different ways, rather than sticking with the acting a hundred percent." Um, definitely the latter. Um, I mean, obviously, yes, we all need to make money. We all need to pay our bills. I mean, this is a, this is a reality. And the fact that we've made this choice of living our lives in this kind of way to pay our bills, uh, means that he, but, uh, I didn't choose to do this out of necessity in that particular moment. I did, you know, see the writing on the wall a little bit as a, as an actor, as a woman, um, getting older, uh, you you need to make sure that you can make money in a lot of different ways because you're not going to be doing the commercials forever. You're not going to be the soccer mom and the commercials that, uh, I mean, I had that and it was great and I loved it. Um, and a lot of my friends uh, who are women around the same age are saying, you know, I got to look, I got to, you know, try directing. I've got to do other things because I want to stay happy. I want to stay fulfilled. And I, and I don't want to be in a situation where I like, I can't, you know, I can't pay my rent or I can't pay my mortgage. Um, having said that, I have had years where I haven't needed to do this kind of work. And I've chosen to do it anyway, because I love it. Because in the long run, I see this as a, as a big part of, of my career and my life. Not the be all end all of it, but definitely a crucial part of it. So um, when I had a, a big role on a show for a while, I didn't lose any of my clients. I didn't want to. I wanted to keep those relationships going, keep the sessions going. Um, because in the long run, I, I knew that that was something that was important to me. So, you know, balancing so, that, when you're, when you're doing that work, right, mm -hmm. some, some people are very worried to talk to an employer because they feel like that flexibility that's required if you're going to be working on an acting job you know, how do you balance that and how can you stay flexible? 
So how, how have you managed that? How does the employer, you know, when you're doing your coaching work or your clients, mm-hmm. how do you fit that all in so that it, it balances out? And if you have an acting gig and you can make money and are you, you know, spending time that way that you have the flexibility to come back and forth? Um, I think artists, actors are very, very good at doing that anyway, of finding ways of, you know, bending over backwards and and doing three things at the same time and multitasking. So I've never been in a situation where I've had to, um, actually, now that I think about it, I have. And so it's just this game that as actors, we always have to play where you're constantly reprioritizing and you're saying, okay, well, this was the important thing I had to do, but now I have this other thing, which one is more important. And uh, when I was a really, really busy actor doing a thousand things, you're asking yourself that question all the time. Like, should I audition for this if I'm doing that? And if this is, is this going to overlap with that? And how am I going to do both at the same time? So now sometimes that happens with the coaching and the acting. So um, I had a movie that was opening at TIFF on the same day that I had this big conference that I was doing that I only happens a couple of times a year and it's really important um both things are equally important so you say well in the long run how can I maintain both of them at the same time um and I don't feel like I've made a misstep with that yet I always feel like I'm making the right choices so um also if you're working with people who are also artists then they also understand uh and they know that uh when you're when you have to go off and shoot something it's not because you're some frivolous last minute type person it's because that's how the business works so uh they've always been very understanding about that and but also i always try my best to make things work and it, and it, i'd say 99% of the time i'm able to do it nice so yeah. so dealing with your employer there you're working as a consultant or an associate mm-hmm. So any advice for people on how to speak to their employers, their potential boss or manager, because people are worried about how to ask for that flexibility? Now, so many auditions are happening that online that uh, that problem was, I think, the biggest problem before was how can I audition for stuff and keep my schedule open for work uh, when when there's a sort of like nine to five kind of reality of it. Whereas now, because so many of our auditions are um, online, you can do it kind of whenever you want. So really, the only thing that becomes a problem is actually actually shooting stuff. Um, and I don't know if this is good or bad, but um, I don't have enough shooting um, to to really be a huge problem with my with my coaching work that I do. Also, the coaching work is online. So so there's a much more flexible schedule with this stuff. So I'm able to move those things around. And the clients are kind of excited about it. You know, when you say, oh, I'm shooting this thing or I'm recording this thing, they get sort of excited about that and they love it. And they say, and they love the fact that they have to move it to the next day because the coach is off shooting something. So yes. so there's a certain amount of excitement about that, that um, um, that's part of the job for us. I think the the organization that I work with, the, the understanding is that you're dealing with artists. So the fact that they have to go off and do something and come back uh, is kind of exciting for the client, but also the fact that they're still as available for the client as they should be. For example, I have to move something from this Wednesday to next Wednesday, but but I will do it and it won't be a problem at all. You know, Or if they sometimes have to move things because they have these very 
busy, important lives doing all sorts of things that don't involve communication. You know, they have big businesses that they're running, so they'll often have to move something as well. And so if we're accommodating with them, they'll be accommodating with us. Gotcha. And it can be a bit of an ace up your sleeve to to have this this kind of exciting, cool reason why you have to move something. Right on. My guest today is Birgitta Solem. I'm Mark Franklin, your host here on Career Buzz. And we're talking to people in the film and television industry about how they earn money, alternative money, uh, potentially as a side gig. Um, Birgitta, a lot of people feel there's a kind of stigma about doing this and doing work outside the industry. Does it mean like, oh, you know, you're not committed to your film and television career because you're doing this other thing? And some people do feel that. Um, do you feel that stigma? And, and how can people get over that? Um, I don't think I do because, because the work that I do is an extension of what I want to be doing anyway. Um, and I don't think of it as an either or, and I don't think of it as something that I have to do because I wasn't quite making enough money as an actor. Um, I find it fulfilling artistically to do the stuff that I do. So I get quite excited about it and, um, not apologetic about it at all, but I, I do think that there is at least there used to be a stigma. I don't know so much anymore, but I know there used to be because the idea was if you had this other job, it was because you hadn't quite made it as an actor. And um, I don't think that's the case anymore because there have been so many issues with the industry. Uh, there have been a lot of things that have gone non-union. Um, there's been a lot of trickiness going on with the, the um, advertising invoice. Uh, then there's what's been going on in America. Then there's, you know, uh, COVID and a lot of theaters who've had to, you know, make their uh, seasons shorter and uh, have a smaller, fewer shows. And um, that's something that was sort of starting to trickle in anyway. So I feel like um, we almost all have to be doing something else now. Uh, so... I think what it meant 30 years ago isn't necessarily what it means today. I mean, you have young people now who are saying like, of course I have to have three jobs. Like how can I pay my rent otherwise? You know, so the world has changed a little bit in such a way that it makes it more of a necessity for everybody. So I hope that it doesn't have the same, the same stigma that it did when I was younger. Hopefully, so. you know, stories like yours being shared will, will support that and make people feel more comfortable looking for some of those side gigs. Mm -hmm. Any any other advice yeah, as, people, yeah, and as, I, as, as people think about those transferable skills, both actors and others in production, you know, everybody has those transferable skills. You've managed to deploy them nicely in your coaching work. Um, other yeah. either advice for people as they're trying to mine their own kind of stories for those skills and then ask how do those skills you know, play out in the world of work. Um, any advice for them? Uh, I don't, I don't know, because basically what I did was I just kind of put it out there that this was the kind of work I was looking for. So I think in a way, we're all kind of in the same boat. So I have lots of friends who are actors and who are also contractors, who are also real estate agents, who are also, um, uh, part-time teachers. And so it, it, if there's something that you like, I mean, maybe those people need help, you know, maybe the the person, you know, who's a carpenter, maybe they need someone to, to work on a house with them. Uh, I guess, figure out what, 
is there any certification that you need? Um, maybe go and get that. And if not, are there people you know who are in the same boat who are already making it happen? Right on. That's, so talking to other people, advice. yeah, and learning from their stories, I think, is a great way, mm. a great way to figure yeah. that out. So that's really, that's really helpful. And, and, you know, you, you mentioned before, you, you know, people in the film and television industry seem to have a, a sense about balancing different roles, right? And so now you've got mm -hmm. acting, you know, you've got the coaching and now you're also doing some producing and you've got a personal life and trying to make that happen also um yeah. how, how best do people balance all of those out good lord I don't, I don't know i don't know what the answer is to that question i think though i think it's something that a lot of people are going through um if you have a i mean most of my friends are also artists and actors so they all understand um I've had my family for as long as I've been alive, so they get it now. Um, you just have to take it one day at a time. I don't, I don't know what the answer is. That sounds so sort of glib and cliche, but it, it kind of is true. Um, and we're used to um, waking up every morning and saying, now what? You know, oh, this thing we thought was going to happen isn't going to happen. So now what are we going to do instead? Or this thing we didn't know was going to happen is happening. So um, I think in general, artists or actors are fairly comfortable with that kind of world. I've had opportunities over the years when I used to, years ago, when I used to camp, um, and that was sort of the thing you did as your side job. I did that a long time ago and I loved it. And then I stopped doing it and I was glad that I was done doing it. But um, uh, I had opportunities doing that to, to get a full-time job. You know, I would be offered something. Oh, we really like what you're doing. We'd like you to stay here and move up in the company. And I would always say no. So I thought, oh, that's interesting. It's not it's not something I'm interested in. What I loved about temping was showing up. There was a problem. Somebody was sick. Somebody, somebody, somebody was away and I had to save the day somehow. And, and I, I loved that sort of unknown and solving problems. So um, I think we as a group are, are comfortable in that world, um, which is a skill in and of yeah. itself. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of a delicate subject, but, you know, people are interested in money. And, you know, can you say anything about how how your acting career versus your coaching career does for you in terms of in terms of income? I've had I, 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 it's always been sort of a, a third, a third, a third. So there was like one year it would be a third uh, theater, a third film and television and a third um, murder mysteries. I used to work with a murder mystery company. Um and then the next year, it would be like a third voice work, a third uh, commercials, and a third murder mysteries. <laughs> so um, so I would say the coaching work that I do is safely in one of those thirds. So, But it's also something I could do, you know, I, I could push it harder and make it a bigger part of my life. But I like it the way it is now. I have a comfortable number of clients. I, I work with them on a regular basis. And I'm happy with that. And I also still have time to work with my uh, theater company that I that my husband and I run. Um, or, you know, I'm still comfortable going to auditions and being comfortable talking about potential jobs with my agents. For the especially for the coaching uh, work that you do. I mean, some people are just natural and they get into it. And some people take training or certifications. Any advice for those mm -hmm. who want to get into coaching as you've done in terms of training or certification? Um, I, I, it's, it's really up to the individual. I mean, I don't, oh gosh, oh no, 
Can you hear that? Yeah. No, no. My, it's okay. okay. My, that's my dad calling and he's going to call me two more times. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um, I mean, it, 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 we did a little bit of coaching. We did some, you know, first aid stuff and we did some, uh, just sort of things that, that we felt like our clients would appreciate, but, um, I can't really answer the question on that because I don't know what kind of coaching you would want to do or, you know, what companies you would be approaching. So, um, uh, we didn't have to have any specific certification to do it, but, um, but, uh, the, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, we didn't, we didn't have any specific I'm just waiting to see if he calls again. Gotcha. He's, uh, it's usually just three times. So just to, just, <laughs> just to wrap up, you know, you've, you've shared a little bit about your, your personal story and, you know, some of the things that you've done and any, any lessons learned, you know, that you've discovered over the years from your own personal experience that might be helpful for listeners. Lessons learned. It's, 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 it's interesting as you get older, uh, you do get wiser. Um, and you do have to, you do have to really examine your own motivations and, um, reasons for doing what you do and trying to find ways to incorporate what's going on in the world around you. I don't know if that helps at all. Super. Really helpful, Birgitta Solem. Thanks so much for okay. joining us here on Career Buzz. Oh, my pleasure. And it was really nice to talk to you. And I just wish everybody the best of luck. And I, I, uh, I am very happy when I see my friends doing shows. And I'm also very happy when I see my friends, you know, working on other projects and doing other things that need to be done, you know, because the world is big. There's a lot of things that need to happen. And um, hopefully we can we can be a part of that. Right on. And I want uh, the lockout to end and I want the strikes to end and I want everyone to be working again happily. But even when that does happen, this my job that I have is still going to be a, as important then as it is now. Absolutely. Right. I mean, it can still keep you being career resilient. And and I think that's yeah. what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you. So
You're listening to Career Buzz on CIUT 89.5 FM in Toronto and worldwide at CIUT.FM. Stories show that who you are matters. I'm your host, Mark Franklin. Before continuing on with today's show, I want to let listeners know about the podcast episodes of inspiring Career Buzz stories. Go to careercycles.com and click podcast and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Have a listen to Career Buzz from October 25th, 2023, with two more interviews of entertainment professionals in collaboration with the AFC. You'll hear actor and director Rex Hagen, who developed a side career as an executive coach and trainer. He uses his transferable skills in communication and holding a room in his work with business leaders. And Jenny Young, an actor, writer, and producer, she also leads a Toronto shoeshine company called Penny Loafers Shoeshine. She hires people from the film and TV industry to work as shoeshiners so they can earn extra money. Go to careercycles.com and click podcast or subscribe to the Career Buzz podcast on your favorite podcast app. And please do leave us a review. Did you know you can find Career Buzz on Facebook? We have links to past episodes, pictures, and more. Go to facebook.com slash careerbuzzshow, all one word, careerbuzzshow. 
Now let's get back to today's episode of Career Buzz featuring film and TV professionals who found ways to earn extra income during work pauses like the uh, strikes that happened during the fall of 2023. Tony Napo has been painting houses longer than he's been an actor and says they're both a craft. Giving someone a quote is just like an audition. Show up, do a good job, and be a good person to work with. Hey, so Tony Napo, thanks so much for joining hey, us here on Career nice Buzz. To, thanks, Mark. Nice to have. Thanks for having me. Thanks for inviting me. I just woke up. <laughs> so, what, what do you like about all the things you're doing in your career? Uh, well, uh, up until this year, I, I've been I've been just enjoying a a slow, steady, you know, uh, ascension or whatever the f- you call a career. Uh, started out years ago doing little parts, and parts got bigger and better as I got older. And, jump back and forth between stage and film and television. And they, uh, they complement each other to a degree, you know, I think television makes me more specific and nuanced or film and, and the stage makes you, uh, makes you, uh, forces you to make, make strong choices, uh, brave choices, bold choices, whatever word people use. Um, yeah. And then, uh, it's just gotten better and better as I get older. You know, I've been lucky over the years to be in the odd American thing. It gets a lot of high profile eyeballs on it. And uh, that's how you build a career in Canada, by working for other people. Right on. <laughs> as, during... we see, as we can see now during these strikes that we're, we're not a part of at all, uh, when, when foreign interests leave our country, we don't really have an industry. And so during this work pause, what else have you been doing to earn money? Uh, well, I've always, uh, I've always uh, been able to paint houses. That's, that's my thing. Uh, I started doing that 40 years ago. I've been acting for 30. Uh, so I'm a really good, you know, I'm a master house painter at this point. I've done uh, thousands of homes and a couple of big stores. I've done theaters in town, Canadian stage lobbies and Tarragon inside and out and coal mine back in the day in their old home. I did every inch of that place. So I know what I'm doing. People know I do it. People pass my name to each other and uh, that's it. You know, what, what would you say are the, here, the skills? The, diff- the difference between painting and acting in Canada is people actually need a f- painter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so skills? Yeah, what, the what, skills what, that what cross over, especially the skills that cross over from the acting career and dealing with clients and, and the painting career that you have on sure. the side. I, I mean, uh, uh, you know, when you when you go to give someone a quote, essentially that's an audition. That's a that's a meeting. You know, uh, it's it's not just about the amount of money uh, they're going to spend. They're going to get a sense of who I am, and I try to be fairly open and honest. You know, I'm not a I'm not a guy with a with a filter, as they say. I mean, I don't make a point of being obnoxious or anything, but I but I don't try to hide who I am because people are either going to enjoy my presence or not. Uh, my work speaks for itself. It's uh, not unlike acting. Uh, my work is my work, but you're going to have to put up with me while I'm there. <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, so it, uh, that 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 could go either way with people. Um, but I try to. I just try to be fair. I try to. Make sure uh, the communication is always back and forth, you know, contracting world. People can sometimes hire people who disappear once they get a deposit. I often don't even take a deposit. You know, I, I, I want to, I'm kind of a handshake guy. 
you know, when people start asking me to sign stuff, I get nervous and I don't want to fucking work for them. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to honor my half of the agreement. I assume you're going to honor yours, meaning you're going to pay me what we agreed you'll pay me. And I, almost, I pretty much never ask for anything more. When I give you a price, that's the price. Stick to it. Do a good job. Same thing I tell young actors. Show up, do a good job, be a good person to work with. So there's that work ethic. There's that showing up. So there's some of those personal qualities that cross over from the film and TV world and the entertainment sure. world and the painting world. For sure. And, and also, you know, the craft itself, they're both crafts. Um, I can teach you how to paint and I can teach you how to act in 20 minutes but you're going to have to do it over and over and over and over again to get to the point where i don't see your work and and in my mind that's the best those are the best results you look around a room and you think how the f did this guy do this you know uh or, or you know sometimes that's more of a painting thing you have, you need to develop a painter eye but say a carpenter you look at a table and you can't see where it was joined. You can't see where the legs connect. How did they do it? Where are the screws? Where is the glue? That's that's a, that's a craftsman. Same with acting. If I can see you acting, you're not that good at it. Uh, I right. want to. I want to. I want to get lost in what you're doing, and forget your acting. Just watch somebody be a human being in a circumstance in front of me. You know. How how do you balance the um, the flexibility required? Right. Because uh, acting has all of a sudden uh, a demand. You need to be yeah. there. And then, you know, you've got this paint contract on the side. How right. do you balance well, that and keep yourself flexible? That, that's partly why I do this, uh, because I can be flexible. I'm not working for anybody. I'm working for myself. Uh, sometimes I'm employing other people. But so my again, the communication becomes very important. I'll, I'll say to somebody, you know, this is a three day job. Here's my plan. but. But that could change. That's that's the downside in hiring me. Uh, I might be here tomorrow. I might not be here tomorrow. Um, but I'll let you know. I'll always give you a notice as soon as I know. And um, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I'll, uh, mostly I only paint for people who know me already. And often those people are in this industry to whatever extent: actors, directors, crew people, producers. So they know, you know and they recognize that flexibility situation. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, if my neighbor hires me and they're a lawyer and I say, okay, this will take three days and I don't show up for two days. It's like, where the f are you? And I'm like, well, you know, I told you this might happen. <laughs> my guest today is uh, Tony Napo on Career Buzz here. I'm your host, Mark Franklin. We're talking about work and, and, and how to balance uh, film and television work with other work especially during a work pause like we experience now. Um, so, so, Tony, some people say that there's a stigma associated yep. with working outside of film and television. You know, does it mean, oh, you couldn't make it because you need this side gig? What sure. would you say to people who feel that stigma? Well, go ahead and feel that. Who gives a f Who gives a f what they think? You know, I've said to somebody recently, uh, whatever you do to pay your bills outside of acting doesn't define you as an actor. It just defines you as someone who pays your bills. You know, what are you going to do? Sit around and I'm too good to, I'm too good to pay my rent. I'm too good to earn a living. Um, and I do this, you know, I, I make a living. I've been making a living for a couple of decades now acting easily, but in my downtime, depending on where I'm at in my life, uh, 
Um, I, I still paint. I still paint. Uh, you know, I'm painting a lot this year because there's no acting to be done or there hasn't been up until now. I'm just starting to do a few things. Um, but in previous years, you know, even if I work a hundred days a year in acting, that's a, that's a good, that's a good, uh, amount of days to work in a year, you know, anything over 50, 60 days, you're making good money. You're making a good living. Um, but you still have 200 days off, you know? So what the f do you do? Um, so what, what would you I, say your, your, you know, it's a delicate subject, but in terms of your income, what fraction yeah. comes from acting and what fraction comes from house painting? Uh, I make an entire living from house painting every year, hands down easily. Uh, but it doesn't hurt to have more money. I have a kid who likes spending money. Uh, there's always slow times, you know, you plan for the slow times. You're going to need money. Your fridge is going to break. Your roof is going to leak, whatever. You'll always need money. But for me, the better reason to do this, even when I don't need money, is you need purpose. When I wake up in the morning, if I don't have anything to do, I, I don't, I, I, I'll, I'm like a rock. I won't move, you know? I'm only outside now because I had to walk the dog. I, I'm really uh, susceptible to not moving, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, so when I wake up, oh, today I got to go price a job and then I'm going to go order some paint for that next job I'm doing Thursday. So it's ready. Uh, and then, and then I'll go actually do the job, you know, I'm painting Gavin Crawford's house right now. Uh, so, so that's what I do. Like I, I usually have a few jobs on the go. Um, people I need to go give a quote to people who I've already booked yeah. and I need to double check that they're still on schedule, that the paint is ready, that, you know, there's a bunch of different, areas as as things are in different stages of of being uh of being done or addressed or attended to uh right on so if yeah you... there's always something to do but but it gives me purpose it gives me uh, uh tasks you know i'm a task oriented yeah. guy go ahead so you know with these twists and turns in your story and these kind of dual careers that you've had for 30 plus years Sure. What what lessons have you learned personally that you can share with listeners about, you know, how to how to balance these kinds of, of needs and things, especially, you know, as we are experiencing it during this work pause? What, what sure. have you learned that you can share? Well, well, one one thing specifically, I think that'll that'll serve your purposes is, uh, you know, don't take anything for granted. Um, I, I've been I've been now on series that, you know, I, I felt like, wow, here I am. I've arrived. The money's rolling in. It's always going to roll in. And it's not gonna, you know, that's just the nature of this business. No matter how busy you are, no matter how busy you get, you're going to have dry spots and, uh, and you need to plan for those. And, and you need to not have your head up your and realize this is Canada and in Canada, not, a, not, a, well, I can speak to Toronto specifically, but I imagine it's the same for everywhere. Um, not all actors make a living. You know, most actors, I think the average is like $14,000 a year, something like that. So, so, so you're, you're, you, you're only serving yourself to have some kind of supplemental backup, whether it's a backup or whether it's a co-existing uh, state that where you do both. You know, I do both those things and I teach now acting as well. Uh, independently, I have a, an administrator, we 
we teach like maybe a session a month, every other month, whatever the demand is. And that's a thing I love doing, but I'm not going to be able to make a living doing that alone. I make a bit of money doing it, but again, it's just a, you know, we're all going to die one day. So you really want to fill your life with doing as many things as you can that you enjoy doing. And that's the thing about house painting too. At this point, I, once I, once the job's set up, I roll in, I put some music in and I just go like, it's all Zen. I don't actually have to think about anything I'm doing. Uh, It's all in the prep, quite like acting too. It's all in the prep. Then you just show up and have fun, have a have a sandwich, you know, change the playlist up. Next thing you know, the day's over and it's time to go home and walk the dog and and lick your wounds and get ready for another one. <laughs> and have had a day of purpose. Yeah, purpose, accomplishment. You know, I, I leave at the end of the day and people are happy. You know, if, if I go do a film, I got to wait a year to see if anybody liked it. Uh, but I'll know immediately if somebody's like, oh, my God, uh, I love it. And, you know, mostly they're saying, I like the color I picked, but I like to somehow take some of the credit. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Tony Napo, thanks so much for joining us here on Career Buzz. Thanks, Mark. Thanks. I really appreciate you reaching out and uh, just sending love to everybody and hoping these strikes uh, get resolved really soon or the other one gets resolved soon and we all get back to work. You've been listening to a special Career Buzz series in partnership with the AFC, the lifeline for Canada's entertainment industry. I'm your host, Mark Franklin. You can find out more about us and about career counselling for someone you care about or for you yourself at careercycles.com. In this special series, we featured entertainment community professionals who found alternative income-generating work. If you have comments on this episode, please email me. It's mark with a K at careercycles.com. Technical production was by Heidi Hung. Subscribe to Career Buzz on your favorite podcast app and find it at the podcast link at careercycles.com. Catch Career Buzz every Wednesday at 11 a.m. on CIUT. That's it for today's episode of Career Buzz.